Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Game Sheets Clay podcast. It's your boy Gotham with my boy Matt. Matt, welcome back, brother. Uh, missing Chucks are on this episode. Um, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend to everybody. Um, how we doing, brother? How we doing? Good, good. Uh, been a, not a stressful week. I think we'll probably get into it when the time comes, but just expectations are lowering. You know, they say happiness is uh, expectations minus reality. So, it's, we're getting a little happier here and there. Um, no, stuff's good, man. I watched that game from last night. We're recording this on Saturday, to be clear, after the Spurs game. Um, watched the game this morning to catch up for the pod. Didn't get a chance, chance to watch it last night. When you know what happens, you're less stressed out about it. It's great stuff. Uh, no, no complaints, man. Happy Thanksgiving week. Family, friends, good stuff. You? Likewise, man. Niners got a big, big dub in Seattle on Thursday. Um, always fun to beat those guys, especially in their house, and then to get revenge for the uh, for them eating turkey at Levi's in uh, in fourteen. So it was nice to see that Warriors. Um, you know, like you said, man. Uh, expectations are are what they are. Um, they don't change for me, but um, I'm starting to I'm starting to come around to the fact that these guys might just be a little old, but. Um, that being said, Warriors um, beat the Spurs 118-112 last night, under 240, uh, so won some money on that one. Um, but uh, kind of a weird game, uh, Matt. I know you said you were you you watched it on a rewatch, um, didn't watch it live, but obviously um, kind of as you as you were watching that game, just kind of clunky, man, like just a weird win. Good word to use. Yeah, just uh, you know, San Antonio. I I think I tw- I I texted in our group chat like was was looking forward to them shooting ten for fourteen or whatever it was, and you know they didn't disappoint. They were they were hitting a lot of shots, a lot of tough ones. But um, Warriors defense looked real real sus in that first quarter and a half. Um, but they started to figure it out. Um, built up. Uh, I think the lead got as high as eighteen. Um, in the second half, and then in true Warriors fashion this year, just found a way to almost uh, give it right back to the Spurs. Um, I think they cut it to three um, at some point with like less than 20 seconds, a lot of turnovers. So just a weird win. Um, But Hey, um, when you're an eight and nine ball club, um, 17 games in, you'll take, you'll take a win any way you can. Um, So, I mean, just coming in, Matt, obviously we're, we're recording after a little bit. I think our last episode was before the Rockets game. I want to say. So, I think so we're, we're two and three or two, two wins in the last three games. Um, but the Warriors um, not, uh, not playing, not playing as to the par as we've seen uh, that Phoenix loss was kind of, you know, the, the one team in this stretch that, you know, we, we can kind of say is a, is kind of a barometer in terms of, you know, a team that we think is, is up there in, in terms of Western conference contenders, but um, and the Rockets, no slouch. Um, obviously, it's still a very, very good team uh, this year. But um, just c- kind of give you your vibe check, man. Um, 17 games in, obviously, you're getting Draymond back. Um, but two and three during the suspension. You're sitting at eight and nine, kind of just still trying to get that that signature win of the year and really kind of get the season rolling When in where, where it feels like the Warriors haven't really been able to capitalize on momentum building stretches so just kind of just kind of give me your vibes um 17 games in and especially after this last night talking through last night and or whatever this morning for you and and uh and and the season as a whole so far yeah well uh the vibes i would say are geriatric for one uh this they team's old man. you said it earlier they look old they're they're playing old it just feels like we're just watching these guys shoot jumpers all day man it's 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 
that's not a bad thing on its own, right? You've got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on the team. Um, Chris Paul's kind of finding his groove. He didn't shoot the ball very well last night. Uh, but it's just like, it's, it's, we know what it's going to be. Like every shot, we know for the most part, it's not coming within the paint. Um, it's, it's, it's just not, I think we've all been saying this and it's common. The vibes, jokes aside, the vibes aren't great, right? It's not, this team's not fun to watch right now. Um, they don't look happy. It's one of those things. The first five games, it felt like that joy was back. And that doesn't mean that the team can't recapture it. But right now, it's just like you can tell everybody's just on edge. Like Clay's getting pissed off, apparently, going into the half after a bad stretch from him. Um, Steph looks just – Steph just doesn't look, like, thrilled in general right now. Like His face is just that of, like, I'm going to make sure we win this game because I think I'm going to lose my shit if we don't. Um Wiggins and Wiggins and Clay still aren't aren't totally awesome. I thought Clay actually had a pretty solid game yesterday, or at least had solid stretches. He's passing the ball really well, I thought. Um, but no, I just, I just, I, I, uh, I think it's start time to start maybe managing expectations a bit for this team. I don't, even if Clay plays, you know, well, Wiggins plays well. Um, I don't think this team is is better than any of the top teams in the league right now. And I know I can't think of any playoff teams that I would say they're definitively better than like we're watching Indiana put on these, these awesome shows. I'm not saying they're better or worse than Indiana, but we're watching all these teams, the magic, the Rockets, like you were saying, um, the wolves and the thunder last night, I think it was right. Uh, just these teams that are, they're just really good. At least really are the Kings, pardon me, the wolves and the Kings. Uh, it, it just, it feels like, watching those teams they can they can put points on the board with some some semblance of ease you know what i mean like they can get easy buckets here and there because they have athletic guys or they have guys who can score around the basket um the warriors have athletic guys those guys aren't scorers as of right now and they have nobody it seems like who can get an easy bucket around the basket uh it's just it's hard to watch man it's just like again it's it's great to come out of last night with a win but we got to keep in mind that spurs team's on, on a 10 game losing streak i think that's not a good, that's not a great basketball team. They're not playing to win. Like they're the broadcast talk about it. It's kind of been all over the place where they're, they're almost intentionally not playing their best lineups. Right. And so to almost blow that in a way too familiar fashion just sucks, man. Like it's, it sucks ass. Like how does it, how does this happen every game where like the bench is good. The bench will maintain a lead or a cut down a lead. I feel like we're still in this weird, you know, zone though, where they're not going to build a lead anymore. I just, it just feels like, if the team is struggling or if they're uh, – it's just – if Steph's not in the game, I, it's, it still feels stressful, man. It still just feels sketchy. Uh, so vibes are low. The vibes are geriatric. I think this team needs changes. Uh, we'll get into Draymond stuff when he gets back in a minute. But how are you feeling, man? Because I'm just not I, – I just can't with this team right now, man. Even after a win, I can't – I can't – I can't do it. Go ahead. I, I mean, that's fair, man. I, I'm I'm – I don't want to say I'm completely with you. I, I still think that in a seven-game series, this, this team is built the right way. And I what I mean by that is, obviously, we haven't had Draymond for a majority of the season, um, A, for injury, and then B, for for choking Rudy Gobert, which, again, we're, we're totally fine with. I uh, just want to put that out there. But, um, no, I, I think that, for me, the biggest takeaway from last night was it this it's the starting lineup. Um, the bench, it honestly looks very, very good. Um, guys like Saric, um, I think GP2 coming back was really underrated, um, missing him for a few games. Um, just the energy he brought from defense. He was so good last night, man. Yeah. And he like, he so good. And so the, the I, I think I said this last night, the Warriors don't have, you know, a, a set five man unit that they can, they can roll out there that can defend 
and also get out and transition and run. Whether that's – I think the best lineup that did that was, like, Steph, Wiggins, Moody, GP, and Sarge or TJ. One of, one of those – Probably Sarge, man. Sarge balling out. It's Sarge balling. Um, so, that, that Steph, like, and Goons lineup where you guys – you got guys who are kind of 3 and D and, and can – Moody, Moody, Wiggins. Honestly, he's he's really. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with Wiggs at this point. Um, you know, he's defensively feels like he's he's kind of getting his, his stride back, and he's the jumper starting to fall. He's getting a little bit more aggressive. So I think Wiggs is is has, has quietly put together you know a solid you know last five six games. But um, again, it, it comes down to the starters. Uh, they they just look a step slow, and that that includes Steph. Um, you know, just with the the careless turnovers um just weird shots man like I, I think we've gotten so used to you know some of these clay just kill shots and and Steph getting you know obviously he's still doing what he's doing at, at 35 but um without Draymond out there they just look a step slow defensively and and rightfully so I mean you, you you're you're a smaller team especially like they didn't start Chris Paul last night thank god but um you know even with with that starting lineup with Moody out there who I thought played a really good game um but I think we're kind of seeing that passing of the torch for, for some of these starting guys like Clay, like Wiggins, um, Looney, where you're not, they're not going to be the best uh, plus minus um, this year. And it, I think even when Draymond comes back, it's not going to change dramatically. Um, I think so that. Can I ask you then, do you feel like, are you saying kind of this, that, that, that like plus a million starting lineup we had last year, are you saying that version of that or that like super powered version of that's like kind of dead to you? Like it's not going to be this like, I'm not, it's not a bad thing. I'm just curious. Do you think yeah. like, is it time to say like, Hey, that lineup was great. That lineup works to a certain extent, but it's, it, it can't be the lineup that they go to every night expecting to, to take a big lead or extend a big lead. Yeah. And I, I mean, from the way I see it is these guys like that starting five, um, obviously we get Draymond back on Tuesday, but um, those five guys, like they obviously have um, the benefit of doubt in my eyes um, until like a, a seven or whatever, not even a, like a seven game sample size. I'm going to change that, but the, the the rest of the four guys they do look a step slower um just playing as a unit and when you you know when you have these other young guys like a guy like uh Sarge, GP Moody Kuminga to come off the bench and really just provide that additional burst I think it's time that you really have to reassess some of these roles um I think last night we saw Clayton check back in until like a minute 46 left and the <laughs> funny enough they, they that's when they started blowing the lead um not no no disrespect to Clay but um no man, it's just, like you said, it's just it, it's not fun at times watching them. And in the the most fun lineups and the ones where they were getting out in transition and running were a combination of like Steph and the bench guys, or like CP and and Clay and and whatever. And I I, I really don't think you can run that Steph CP Clay lineup anymore. Like that is they're too small. Um, Clay is just not the the creator um, of a shot anymore. Um, he's he's really just a catch and shoot guy. If he's wide open, he's gonna hit it. If he's got to take a dribble or relocate and kind of pump fake and, and do that, odds are it's not going in right now. So I think there's a lot of stuff personnel-wise and rotation-wise that that Steve Kerr has to figure out and the coaching staff. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, for me, last night, I, I put it back into perspective, man. You're 8-9, you're and nine, you're 17 games in, so, like, you have a long way to go. So the fact that they're still stacking dubs uh, or, you know, continuing to, to two and whatever, two and seven in their last nine games, like – you got to find ways to just stack W's at this point since November. Um, but I expect that when Draymond comes back, um, defensively at least, um, you know, they look better. And and last night, um, you know, second quarter on, they looked pretty good defensively up until that last, like, 
whatever, three, four minutes. So um, my vibes are, yeah, I'm with you. I, I still think that in a seven game series that if, if healthy, um, it's just going to be hard to beat these guys four times. And that's, that's strictly because of Steph and, and, you know, everybody else. I, I just believe that they know how to win. Um, but watching last night especially that kind of a collapse towards the end was just kind of like yo what the hell's going on um this is not the warriors that we know um especially a team that's won four championships has guys out there that have been in the league for for a long time now and, and know how to win it kind of reminded me of that nuggets game i think it was game six um that first series where they were up like double digits and then the nuggets like clawed back to somehow just turn over his fouls whatever it was like that first series that they ever played um, so that, that's kind of what it reminded me of last night. But um, in terms of vibe check for the season, I, I'm still I'm still hopeful. Um, you know, you're, you're eight and nine. You're, you're still kind of surviving. Um, you've survived the Draymond uh, suspension. Uh, but now it's time to go on a run. Um, they, there's really no more excuses. Um, they haven't been at that homestand um, that they went one and five on was supposed to be kind of that chance to take that next step and you played that you play some tough teams with the T-Wolves and the Thunder but you let one slip away with the with the Chet foul or non-foul for three and lost that game in overtime um the T-Wolves game I think it was the second one they they kind of blew as well so it's not that they they haven't been in positions to win this game but they haven't played a full 48 minutes of basketball um yet and again you know you're 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 approaching December um so it's 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 not dead in my eyes. Um, I, my expectation is still that you know get to April healthy. Um, get out, stay out of the plan. Same as last year, kind of stay out of the plan, get healthy, and you know, you know, um, they're gonna have a shot. But um, the process has to be there, and I haven't seen that yet. So again, you, there's a lot of time in the season. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna get your full squad um, here starting Tuesday. So um, my in my eyes, it's time to go on a run. You're eight and nine, and you know you got to string together you know four or five game winning streak and really start to make a dent into the Western Conference because, like you said, these young teams, man, they're they're here to stay. The Kings, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Nuggets, obviously. Um, you know, so the Suns are looking like they've kind of starting to figure stuff out with KD and Book. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the West is a bloodbath. So you you really have to you really have to find ways to win games. Um, and the Warriors have not done that consistently over the last few weeks, two weeks. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any issue with anything you said. For the most part, I think it's all like it's just kind of the way it is. Right. I don't I am not going to. With regards to like the long-term outlook, I don't think this team, this roster is a championship roster. I just don't. Um, I'm going to keep saying that. I don't think that – I don't think this version of Clay and this version of Wiggins yeah, – um, Listen, I, I think we kind of looked past this because last year was horrible, right? But just a quick little aside, like Jordan Poole was the second best scorer on this team last year. I'm not going to say player. But as far as uh, I should say, shock gear. Okay, that's probably a better word to use. Clay was a more efficient player last year than Poole was, more important player than uh, Poole was last year by a lot. But all of a sudden, it's like Wiggins and Clay are kind of both in this who's the second, second, I'm going to say second option, but I don't actually mean a lot. I just mean who's the second guy right now, right? Um, and those two guys are not equipped to occupy that, that space very often anymore, I don't think. And it didn't go well last year because Poole sucked last year. Right. But when it went well with pool, like Wiggins was clearly not, if he was a fourth guy sometimes, right. It was clear. Like he was a guy who was benefiting from all the space in the world. He was benefiting from uh, minimal amounts of attention. Same thing with clay to a lesser extent, right. You just have less pressure on you because um, there are other guys out there. Right. Um, 
then I'm not saying the team misses Poole or shouldn't trade. I think Poole again. You're you're seeing Jordan Poole outside of a like stable context right now, and it is it's one of the most. Oh, it's, tough being, it's tough being number one guy, man. It's like he he's like a combination of Lance Stevenson and Nick Young right now. It's it's crazy stuff. So, um, but I also do want to point out. I think I don't think Clay can only. I don't think he needs to only be a catch and shoot guy right now. Like I think you saw a lot of what he can do as like, a patient playmaker yesterday. Yeah, or just a head, 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 heads up. Yeah, five, six assists. And they were all like, they're all plays that are going to be there all the time. Like, one, he came off a flare screen from Moody. Moody slipped the screen. Clay dumped it off to him real quick for the first play of the game. Um, top of the key once. I think TJD got a really deep seal to paint. And Clay pump fake. His guy came down. He waited. TJD got even deeper, even deeper. Clay hits him. Uh, no one else is there. It's a foul call. Doesn't get the assist, but it's a great look. Uh, throw ahead pass to Kaminga for a dunk. Like, he's just. I think this patient version of Clay can almost be like a. I think of guys like Sabonis or, and again, I'm gonna be, to be clear, hear me out before I finish the sentence. I don't think Clay is a passer. Any of these guys are, but Sabonis or Jokic or David Lee back in the day are guys like we think about these big men who operate out of the elbow, right? And are really patient with the ball. They're finding cutters. Um, Clay is not that. His role will never be that. He's never going to be a high usage passing player like that. But if he can be patient when he has the ball, like stuff's just gonna open up. Right. And if he keeps the ball moving, there's going to be if he can find a cutter, if he can find a, uh, a slipper on the screen, if he can find a, a dive man, whatever it is. Right. We've seen that version of Clay when he's not forcing shots up. Um, he's in a good spot. He's still six, seven. He's still a bigger guard or wing. Um, he can see the floor pretty well if he's if he's trying to. I would just love to see. To your point, I don't think Clay should put the ball on the floor anymore. Like, I, I don't think that he shouldn't. He really just like unless he's dribbling out of uh, space to get, get a pass off. I don't think he needs to be dribbling the ball right now. He can't, he's not, his self-created shots are just not going in. We've seen the guy get a shit blocked too many times recently. Um, but I do think there's a role for him as a patient elite shooter still. I don't like, he still can take advantage of a lot of what this, his gravity provides. And I want to see more of that. Cause he, when he does it, it looks great. Um, I also want to point out, I was kind of saying earlier that, that this team doesn't have anybody who wants to support the rim. Gary Payton, the second man, what a fucking stud. Um, finishing around Wemby, he's dropping dimes around Wemby, man. He's just like, I, 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 the I, second I, row, like, uh, GP, oh my God. Underrated, underrated guy that we've missed. And really one of the only guys right now that you can confidently put out there that plays both sides of the ball or, and like can, can impact both sides offensively and defensively, obviously defensively, just with his, um, on ball pressure. Um, he's picking up guys full court. Just, just, just that's his natural instinct. But even uh, there was there was one possession. Ball was swinging, swinging. GP set a screen. Um, Steph hit him for the cut and kind of just hit, hit him with a, like a little reverse layup. And those are the kind of that that was like the war like Warriors basketball like look that you know we haven't seen really too much of this year. Um, where the ball is kind of just moving. You're playing that point five basketball where. You know, you just know exactly what's happening. So um, GP is a guy that's a connector. I think Draymond is also that kind of a player. And to miss those two guys for, you know, three and, and five games respectively, like is, is definitely taking a toll on this roster in terms of the looks that they're creating. Um, but it starts on the defensive end, man. Like the Warriors just in, in that first quarter, they couldn't get a stop. Um, guys were blown by. The Spurs were getting any shot that they wanted. And like you said, that it, it was not as, as good as like the young talent that they have, like Wemby, uh, the cell Keldon John like it's, they're not a good team they're three and 14 now or whatever three and 13 like that's not a good basketball team they should not be getting they should not be able to put 35 points up in like 10 minutes of basketball which is what they did so 
I think it starts for this team defensively. Um, I think that the ratings and the numbers with Draymond in there and then like with a full squad, I think they're top 15, I want to say, if it uh, might be even higher. Um, so it's, it's, it's not that we haven't seen it. I, I just think we need to see a larger sample size of it. And, you know, with, you know, I'm, I'm not going to blame Draymond for, for the five game suspension. Cause obviously we, we covered it and like this, this we, we kind of agreed with it, but we need him on the court, man. Like he, he obviously missed training camp with, with a sprained ankle, you know, got ejected from a couple games and then obviously the suspension. So we really haven't seen, you know, Draymond with this team that much. So it, it really just begs the, the question. I think the defense is going to lead the offense. Um, this team, when they were getting out in transition last night, when they were able to you know run the floor, they were, they were scoring a will. They were getting stops um, and they were able to put the, put the clamps on the Spurs. And that's when they built that 18 point lead. So it's, it's possible. It's it, like, you can see the formula for success for these guys. We just have to see it now. Like we, we like, it's, it's really go time. It almost feels like they need a lead, like a big lead to win a lot of close games. I just don't, again, I think a lot of the talk about like second story stuff becomes all the more amplified and visible when the game's close to the end and everybody sells out on step. And all of a sudden you're watching Wiggins basically shoot with his fucking eyes closed. You know what I mean? Um, but no, I also want to hit on, I think that was all like, yeah, like the defense, when the defense is good into your point, when Gary Payne's on the floor, it's just things look so much better, right? This team can get out and run a little bit. You said something earlier that I think is pretty, pretty important, right? They don't have five guys that they're like, they are confident in can close a game. And I think a lot of people in response to that would say something like, hey, they have different guys every night. There is something to be said for knowing, hey, I know at the very steep curve being able to say there are five guys I can put on the floor at the end of a game and I'm confident they can take us home. It, that's that's a gift. That's you like had, a thing that a team, like three at most. I'd say. I, I'd say I'd say two point five. I I would say Draymond. I would say Steph, and I would say Gary Payton at this point. Our guys, where I'm like, yeah. If you're on the floor, I feel okay. Um, I feel. I throw, I throw in there. Confident. Yeah, that's fine. Um, also, <laughs> shit, man. What the hell does this kid have to do? What does this kid have to do? How does he still? Again, he threw some bad passes yesterday. Uh, that led to turnovers at some inopportune moments. Let the kid play through team, it, man. man. He's 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 putting the ball in the basket. He's playing he's playing solid defense. He's trying the right things. He's missed time some things, but guess what? Give the kid more reps. He'll grow out of those. I just I can't man. I can't with the move. And, and that goes back to my that goes back to like our earlier point of like you really got to reassess the roles of, of the guys on this team. Like, look man, I, we love Clay. We love Wiggins. They're they're obviously forever stamped in terms of like what they've done for Warriors basketball. But you know, in today, it was, right now, um, I trust Moses Moody out there more in the clutch than I do Clay and Wiggins. And, like, that's no, that's no knock on, you know, these guys, but they haven't played. Like, they, they're supposed to be your second and third best guys. They're arguably your second and third worst players right at this point of the season, like, in terms of how they've how they've played. And, and like this, and like you said, man, Clay – there's moments like he, he when he's when he's patient when he's not forcing the issue um he's, he's solid and and when he's taking the shots that come to him that's the the beauty of this Warriors offense is that Clay Thompson is always going to get looks especially if you're playing with Steph and Draymond you're gonna Clay is going to be the beneficiary of a lot of these you know swing passes the, the guys just moving off the ball Clay is going to be the guy that eats the most so for him to to force the issue and 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 take these you know contested pull-up shots that obviously he's we've seen him make his entire career he's just it's just not that he's not the same player as he was you know before the injury and so like and that's again that's there's no problem with that like it, it has to be a concerted effort from 
both the coaching staff and the players to understand like, Hey, this is what I can do confidently right now. This is what I, you know, I can't, I, he can't defend guys on the perimeter as well as you could back in the day. Like, and that that's no knock. Dude had tours Achilles and tours ACL. Like that shit happens, man. But like, there are way I like, I love clay defending in the post. I think he's a strong uh, post defender. I think, get more credit than uh people give him in terms of like his ability to bang down low and and get rebounds and and push the ball so there there's there's different ways to use these guys same with wiggins i think defensively he's looked uh, still also a little step slow but he you know he's younger um i didn't have a full training camp it's just like hey he's younger he's a he's a he's a, he's a 99 percentile athlete it's yeah, a little like more you, likely you, that wiggins more, more leeway to more leeway to get like figure it out yeah. like and the, as the jumper starts to fall i think the confidence will come back but um you have options that's that's been the whole thing with the bench is that you have options in, in moody kuminga gp um guys that can step in and connect these lineups that aren't necessarily that didn't necessarily need connecting in years prior which again that falls on the coaching staff to to figure that out and make that move now like you there you can't like play around and and, and it is just kind of like it feels like hey we're we're almost 20 games in you're almost and that's kind I of the barometer does not like, make a change yeah I, I guarantee you Kurt doesn't make a change till 25 percent of the way through the season but at a certain point there's a there's a mindset where it's early yet and things can change. There's also a mindset where you gotta start figuring out what's gonna work. You gotta win games. And that's yeah, exactly that's, you're eight and nine. Like you're you're a below five hundred basketball team right now. Um, so things gotta change. Obviously, it's not working. And when they were six and two, we weren't saying the same thing. They were like, Hey, we're winning games and you're playing through this and figuring out you're eight games in, whatever. Uh, but like you said, 20 games, 25 games, that's that's really where you kind of start to assess what kind of team you are and where, what moves need to be made, what changes need to be made within the the roster, the rotation. So um, they're at that point, at this point, I think 17 games is a solid sample size. Um, even if, you know, you haven't had the, uh, the luxury of, of having Draymond out there as much as you have, but um, it, it, it's go time, man. Like it, it's time to figure it out. Um, but that being said, you know, they, they do get Draymond back on Tuesday um, against Kings. Um very big uh, implications with the uh, in-season tournament. I didn't, I didn't even realize um, until after last night, um, Warriors still have a, a, a great chance to win this, uh, this group um, with a, I think it's a win against the Kings and a T-Wolves loss, or they got to beat the Kings by like 13 or something like that. Um, but with, with Draymond coming back, obviously this is going to be the mo- the healthiest roster has been probably since that second game um, against Sacramento. Um, what, what do you think the rotation has to look like? Because obviously Draymond's going to step back in, and 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 that starting five is going to be is going to be the 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 OG starting five, um, unless you know something crazy happens. But um, it seems like it's going to be that Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Looney, and then obviously the bench guys. What what do you think that rotation has to look like now that you have Draymond and GP back? Um, in terms of finding that that right five, I guess to 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 really go on runs and, and close games out. So with regards to the starters, there are kind of two things that I think need to be true uh, or need to happen or one of two things needs to happen, I think. And I I don't like saying this. Uh, I don't give a shit. I'm saying that's dramatic. I don't care. Uh, listen, I think Looney Draymond pairing needs to be dead. Like I think it needs to be gone. Um, and again, if, if Clay was shooting the lights out or if Wiggins was still putting up 18 a game, I might feel differently, but those guys aren't doing that right now. Um, and they need all the space they can get and they need to create all the points in the paint they can create. I don't think they're going to be doing that with Looney and Draymond any longer. I'm sure Steve Kerr will experiment when Draymond gets back because Draymond's played like 
Has he missed half the season so far? Is that he's played seven games? Okay, so more than half the season, more basically. He's, season. Yeah. So um I think Looney needs to go to the bench. I think either the Warriors need to start small with Dre at the five and stick either GP2 or Moody in the starting lineup and just say, hey, can we create some space and um get Steph some looks in the paint, get Gary Payton some looks in the paint, hopefully get Wiggins feeling a little bit of, a little bit better about attacking. Or uh, start Sarge at the four and uh, get Looney out there, man, because out of there, pardon me. And again, not any shade at Looney, but this team just needs some juice. And I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that Sarge has been their second best player this year in some ways because of Draymond's absence. Um, Maybe Chris Paul, again, same thing, but they just need, they need some changes. And I want to see that with, with that starting group and just say, Hey, can we create some more space, create some more offense um, I don't think they're going to miss a whole lot with Looney on the bench right now, to be totally frank. Um, Looney's been a warrior, to be clear. I tweeted today that the guy, Looney's been like way more willing to put the ball in the hoop this year. Like he's, if yeah. he has a mismatch yeah. or he's got space, he's putting his shoulder into a guy and he's getting the ball up. And it's, it's, it's actually been working out pretty well. Uh, it's not meant to be anything against him, but I think we're just, we're just seeing Star- Sarge is like legit. Like he's, yeah. he's a really good passer. He's a really good shooter. Um, he is just like he's a Steve Kerr player in so many ways. His finishing around the basket's gotten a lot better in the last week or two, I think. So just make a change, man. We know this group's not working. Like, and again, hopefully, if you can get space for Wiggins to get going to the rack, that happens. Or again, get Moody out there, get GP2 out there. Um, fine. But again, I don't, I think we just need to see when Draymond gets back, Steve Kirby willing to experiment and tinker more. Um, that might even mean getting Kuminga out there. I think Kuminga had a nice game yesterday. Um, I think, I forget what game it was in the, within the last few, three, four games, but he had a lot of minutes alongside Steph and Clay, and you just saw him attacking the paint relentlessly. And again, so many of this team's issues, I feel like, come from just their weird spacing, man. They just have these, these really strange lineups. So I think Chris Paul starting needs to be dead. Um, I think Looney starting probably needs to die. I want to see some changes on that front. Um I think getting Moody or GP2 in that opening lineup creates more minutes for guys like Pods if necessary, which I like Pods a lot. I don't know how much Pods needs minutes right now. He's a plus player. He's a plus every game, so I get it. Um, but this team's got to start consolidating somewhere. Uh, you've said this a lot. You've been really on this, and I, I think I the more I think about it, the more I agree. Like, hey, with Kaminga and Moody, either shit or get off the pot, man. Like, you got to figure out what you got in these guys. Um Generally speaking, I feel like when those guys are put in good positions to succeed, they they do. Um, but if you're not going to be willing to play the, play these guys, pardon me, year three and on a year where you're struggling very similarly to last year, uh, listen, showcase them, get them out of here. I love I like them both a lot, but uh, if if they're not part of what you're trying to do, are part of the process for you for what you think is going to win a title this year, and that's what you believe as an organization, as a coaching staff, you you can't keep dancing around it like those guys either need to play and you need, you need to realize that they bring things that this team doesn't have outside of them or you need to trade them for guys you will play because at this point man we're seeing moody get the rookie treatment we're seeing coming get the rookie treatment and we're seeing um other guys not get that right and again that doesn't mean you don't let guys play through mistakes but i think you let you should be letting guys who have more upside than i love clay i love wiggins we know what those guys can give us right with Moody and Kuminga, let them play through their mistakes because the things they can give you, if you do let them play through, those are the things you don't have right now. So again, um, I want to see Kerr be willing to play the best guys from a game, like he said he would. I don't think we've actually seen that so far, um, but I want to see those two lineups, the starting lineups change a little bit, and I want to see Steve 
really start treating Chris Paul, who again, can't say enough. He's been good. He's been really good. Uh, start treating him like a backup point guard. I'm sorry to say, but that's what he needs to be. And start, I agree with you. The three guard lineups, which are constant, man. It is worse. constantly two out of two out of three of pod Steph and CP are always on the floor. I get it. At a certain point, you're not going to get stops. We saw it in OKC. We saw it in Minnesota. Like you can't keep doing it. So treat Chris Paul like a backup point guard. Um, make a change to that starting group. I don't. I don't know what it has to be, but they need some juice. They look old. They look slow, and they are. So make something. Make it different. That's it. What do you think? No, I mean I, I agree 100 with every single adjustment you had. I think that. Um, the starting lineup, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to make a change on Tuesday just because Looney's done a great job on Sabonis. Um, so they, they kind of know how to play the Kings. And, you know, that starting five is in both games against the Kings. I know Fox wasn't there for one of them, but um, they, they played they, they play the Kings obviously pretty well. So um, I don't see a change happening on Tuesday, but I'm with you. Um, I think that, like you said, man, you you just have to put out lineups that, that can – assert themselves on both ends of the floor. I think if you have the lineup where even if you, you know, start a Sarich at the four and then Draymond at the five, um, I think that again, creates a lot of space. Um, I'd love to see a guy like GP in the starting lineup. I think that, like you said, he just, he's, he's a connector, man. Like he can, he knows he plays basketball the right way. He's smart. He, um, and defensively, he's going to be out there. Him and Draymond um, are going to be a tandem defensively. And, you know, this starting unit needs to find ways to get stops um, first and foremost, which they're not able to do. Um, so I completely agree. I, I, my thing with, my thing with Moody and Kaminga is they're, they're kind of tailor-made to take that Clay and Wiggins spot, you know, like they, they deserve, like you said, they deserve to either put up or shut up. Um, it's, it's like you said, it's your three. Um, and, the, the wildest part to me is that they've shown that, you know, given, you know, a, a lengthy rope that they, they're going to impact the game positively more often than not. So I, I don't know if, again, I, again, I don't know if it's, you know, early in the season and, and Steve doesn't want to, you know, yank his two, you know, main wings um, confidence early, but um, it's getting to that point where, you know, you really have to adjust maybe Clay and Wiggins play 25 minutes a game and, and these guys play 25, you know, like it, it, you have to find the combos that work and, Honestly, I'm more confident with with Clay and or with Kuminga and Wiggins or Kuminga and Moody out there than I am with Clay and Wiggins um, when they're out there together. So, um, at the very least, I'm just more entertained, man. I'm like, at least yeah, what, exactly. what I'm and seeing. Like, if they're gonna lose this way, I'm like, hey, show me something new. If they lose because these guys can't play, yeah, show us they can't play. You know what I mean? I, I, so far, it's not what I think. I think those guys can't play, and I totally agree. Like, I want to see something fucking new because the shit we're seeing that's not working hasn't been working for a long time. Yeah, Go and ahead. again, that's uh, and. Like, I, I, I hate to sound like I'm a Steve Kerr basher, but this year, man, I, I've been thoroughly underwhelmed with with the 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 rotations and the combinations that the coaching staff is putting out there. And um, again, nothing to take away from Steve Kerr and what he's done for this team. And that's nothing. Again, this is kind of a um, it, it's, it's kind of a catch 22 where you're like, yo, like uh, we, we were here for the rise of the dynasty. We saw them at their peak and obviously the fall off was going to happen at some point. Um maybe it's this year um and you know through 17 games it looks like clay's kind of regressed a little bit um haven't seen draymond out there and steve Kerr seems pretty set in his ways so like steph is really the only one where obviously he's playing at an all-time level and, and the guy's gonna doesn't look like he's slowing down but he looked gassed last night man like you really have to find ways to help your your star your superstar out um he, he's play, he's out there running 200 feet on a single possession and like 
dude, it looked visibly gassed at the end of the game. And, and Steph is the most, like the best conditioned athlete that, you know, it's all documented. Like the guy is obviously running is not like something that's going to, you know, stop him. So if, if Steph Curry's gassed, clearly you need other guys to step up. Um, you're, I think it was the Rockets game um, where I think they had like six guys in double figures. Steph had like a, a, a quiet 32 or something like that. Um, and that's how they got to win games is, is getting everybody else involved early. Um, finding the right rotations and combinations is the way to do that and allow Steph to kind of sleepwalk through and like, let him be a facilitator, let him, you know, run off the ball and, and do how and, and play his game. But um, to to need him to score, you know, 35 to beat a, a Spurs team like that last night. And obviously the way the game unfolded was, was you know, you can argue that, you know, they were already, they had the game um, for, for a while. But again, like you, you should not be in positions like that where you really need Steph to bail you out with how deep we know this roster is. Like they, we've said it since the offseason, man, they're 10 deep, 12 deep really, or if you really want to add in pods and TJD, who I think have have done pretty well in, in their in their in their minutes. So um you have you have the the insulation of of people on the roster that can play. So now it's just about finding the right combo. So it, it's really on it's on the coaching staff and it's on it's on these vets, man. Like they they have to they have to realize like yo, Clay, like if, if the shot's not going, if, if you're not you're gonna get yanked. And that's something that you know, nobody, obviously no competitor, no player wants to to be in that position. But at the end of the day, it's all about finding a way to win these games. And if that means that you have to go away from these guys to, to more youth, then so be it. Um, but um, yeah, well, I, 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 I do on a positive note, I do think that with Draymond coming back, that it does, it's going to solve a lot of, of defensive issues, at least for the starting lineup. And, you know, obviously we know how well Steph and Draymond play together, how well Draymond can kind of be that facilitator and, and get the team going. So I, I'm excited to see Draymond out there. Um, I think that he fixes a lot um, for what this team is lacking at this time. Um, they're five and two with him. Um, and I think their two losses were, honestly, I can't think of them on the top of my head, but um, I think one of them was a Cleveland game where he got ejected and, mm-hmm. and maybe it was the T-Wolves game too, that, um, that he got the, the suspension. So um yeah i mean i think we'll, we'll see uh, i i i there's still the jury's still out on this team for me um in terms of just seeing them fully healthy um and, and seeing a larger sample size but again man it's it's time like you you have to go on a run now you're healthy no more excuses you you're supposed to be this you know veteran team that's one or not supposed you are this veteran team that's won four championships been to six finals um it, it, it's time to it's time to show it now so they the west is a bloodbath and again like we said earlier these young teams they're not slowing down the t-wolves look legit the thunder very very legit kings um rockets look good and i know we've beaten them twice but um so you, you really don't have that much um leeway in terms of avoiding the plan which is again that's that's the biggest goal um is to stay out of that plan seven to ten spot um get into the top six and go from there. Um, obviously, a long, t- long way to go. Um, but before we get out of here, Matt, um, your your favorite player or player you're most thankful for? Shout out Thanksgiving. Um, thankful for all you guys, listeners, and everything. Uh, but the player you're most thankful for not named Steph Curry, 17 games into this year. Man, this is tough. So I got to go with Draymond. Just kidding. Um, you know. For me, it's it's one of two guys. I'm gonna maybe you'll take the other one, perhaps. I'm going with Sarich. Uh, the guy has, I think he's he's the only guy to score 20 more than once, uh, 20 plus more than once for this team, or 
besides Steph. Uh, I just, again, he just very much reminds me, he gives off Warriors big man of old vibes, just like David Lee, Bogut, passing bigs, um, these guys that we loved back in the day. Um, Steve Kerr didn't have a lot of David Lee time in his career, but I that was one of my favorite players um, pre, pre-Dynasty, just because, again, he was just – he was a stud on the post, stud passer, and I don't think Dario is that that level player. And David Lee was an all-star a couple times, but uh, he just he makes a lot of these lineups work. And I think for whatever the Warriors do this season, I think Dario is going to be their sixth, seventh most important player a lot of the way. Um, so just enjoying him a lot. I really am thankful for what he's brought so far: scoring punch, passing chops. Um, the guy can't he can't guard anybody, but that's hey, like I said, David Lee, right? So. Um, just enjoying Dario Saric, man. I'm enjoying the experience. I, I really hope they can start trusting him more with uh, the starting group and as uh, just as an all-around player because the guy can play basketball. He's a really good basketball player, man. So shouts to Dario. Really enjoying that experience so far. Um, one of those guys the Warriors are almost certainly not going to be able to keep in the offseason, whatever, whatever that time comes. But um, you never know. Guy's been a stud so far. How about you? Um, obviously, I want to go with 30. It's not – possible um i was gonna say moses moody just because kids a stud um like we've said i think he deserves a lot more playing time i think he, he he again is one of those guys that can impact the game um and impact winning but i'm gonna go with gp2 man um just missing him for those first or those last three games um and then just seeing the burst of energy that he brought last night um that that block against Wemby just got the crowd going and it really felt like it sparked the warriors first run um and just, you know, GP from from the uh, the championship year, obviously, that's the way he impacted the game. I think he had the – him and Otto Porter had the top two plus minus in the finals where Steph Curry dominated. So um, just to know that what he brings to the table, um, having a guy that is such a defensive stalwart um, and can can fit in any lineup, um, just the little big man that you know, Fitz calls him, like I think it's a perfect name for him. So – um, super thankful for GP. Um, hope he stays healthy. Um, obviously he's had some some tough luck with the injuries um the last couple of years. So um want to see him healthy. Um, I think that he's gonna be a huge, huge impact on this team. Um and um shout out Draymond too, man. Um get him coming back on Tuesday. Um team needs some sort of punch. No, no pun intended. Um, but uh they they need uh they need Draymond. Um and and having GP2 back, man, is is uh is big. So um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of talking through this, this, uh, I, I feel pretty good now about the team. Uh, I think that, um, the schedule is going to ease up, e- lighten up too. I think they, they have a stretch of like the Clippers, like three Clippers, times, sons. Game, sons. And then I think it gets kind of, once you start to start playing some of those Eastern conference teams, um, schedules lighten, lightens up, um, as December kind of approaches and, and you go into the new year. So there's opportunities there for the Warriors to kind of, you know, make ground back. Um, it was a demoral, not demoralizing, but just kind of a, I don't know what the right word is, but just kind of a shit show of a, of the last nine games, um, felt like they sold three of them. Um, and then the two wins also were just like, what the hell? Um, so, um, weird, weird time, but, uh, you know, you're still, again, the big picture, you're eight and nine, you're, you're very much in the picture. Um, you're, you're right there. You're getting healthy. So, um it, it's time now though man you it's, it's time to stack dubs um you have to um and yeah let's go from there um before we get out of here matt anything you got coming up on the horizon anything you got to shout out no guys keep following the pod uh chuck just pumped out a piece on i forget who oh uh marcus sasser on the pistons go read that um 
yeah that's about it guys keep reading child keep listening um follow five stars all that good stuff and nothing nothing else man what about you 100 man same same old follow chuck follow us uh follow pod um big big niners game this week or next weekend against philly um battle finally we get him with two healthy quarterbacks and i think we got the better one so um hopefully uh this week me chuck and matt we can hop back on do a little niners um niners eagles preview i think that'll oh, be i've got some shit ready to go there we go there we go um so yeah. the, the niners are honestly um are filling in the gap of, of the warriors that they are so um they look good they're back um so shout out the niners a little bye week here um with the thursday night uh down to seattle uh but other than that, um until the next episode guys we'll catch you then Peace.